Hi guys, welcome back to Whiteley Spiritual. It's Cindy and I. <laughs> hey guys. So today we are talking about another hot topic of what has been dubbed the friendship recession. So I was reading this week and that on average, Americans are spending a lot less time not only with their family, but also with their friends, um, which is obviously not great. And I, I read, I just thought this was kind of funny. The US economy may have high rates of inflation, but when it comes to friendship, Americans are having a recession. I was like, yes. I'm like, can we flip that? How do we flip yeah. that? Can like, we change that? Have Yeah. Can we have things be less expensive, but have more friends and spend more time with our friends? <laughs> here for it here for it um you when did you start like I guess reading about or noticing the friendship recession was it with that video you sent me yeah um like literally last week I saw mama medicine who's a healer in New yes. York City that I love I follow her I've done sessions with her uh -huh. um she's like a, a wa like a witch shaman like medicine she's known for her medicine bath she's amazing like she's really really cool I love her um what she speaks about and she posted this reel about the friendship recession and i was like huh and then i googled it i was like oh this is like a legit like yeah. coined term that like people like that you know researchers and people looking at like you know um trends over time yeah. like are actually coining this term now i think it was coined a long time ago or maybe during the recession but like this is the first yeah. literally last week that i had heard of it and i was like oh my god and it was one of the yeah posted to my stories and it was one of the most like liked or responded or reshared thing that I have yeah. put up in a long time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like people, everyone's feeling this way. Like the general consensus yeah. was, everyone was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I'm so glad I'm not alone. And which is why I posted it. Cause I was like, oh my God, this is literally like, I couldn't have said it better myself. Like how I've been feeling yeah. too. But then yeah. we're, there doesn't seem to be a lot of solutions for it. It's just a lot of yeah. analyzing it, which we can talk about that in a minute. But yeah, this was the first I had heard of it was last weekend from mama medicine. It was fascinating well it's the perfect term for it yeah for sure for sure it's um, essentially like to define it for anyone who's not I guess in the know but it's pretty self-explanatory is just simply it's the decline of community and mm -hmm. connection that I would say pretty much everybody's feeling but especially mm -hmm. I'd say like millennials people in like 20s 30s 40s even have been feeling mm -hmm. over the past few years and especially like now. So it's a decline in feeling like you have close friends or the people who mm -hmm. you would describe as like a close friend or someone to hang out with, meet up with. Yeah. I even put it as far as like, it's the people, you know, you can like rely on for support, like those yes. types of friends. Like, cause I mean, I know lots of people and lots of friends, but yeah. I don't know that they would all drop everything. I mean, I'm sure most of them would if I really yeah. needed it, but it's like those close friends and people that you like really know you can rely on. Yeah. That's the type of friendships that they're referring to in this like friendship recession well, term. Yeah. Hmm. And you were saying the last time that this really happened was around World War One. Yeah, I was reading some articles because I was just like researching it. And one of the ones I found was like, I think it was Women's Health or the New York Times or something. Yeah said that the last time that they really like practice or noticed this was one around the turn of the century in like the early 1900s when a lot of people were in 
immigrating or coming over from Europe or other countries to the cities or moving from rural farm life to cities, industrial, um, to make a better life, like for this thing. And there was a lot of people feeling alone because they'd left their whole community and their whole lifestyle behind, right? To be in the cities. And then the other time they were saying is around the um, early 1930s into the fort, which was world, I mean, before World War One or around World War yeah. One, I believe maybe it's not before. I think in World War Two was later. I think yeah. it was around World War One. So, um, and again, that at that point you were literally literally losing people, right? Like yeah. people were going off to war and then not coming back. And of course, that created yeah. a recession of friendships and and people to hang out with. I find the early 1900s or turn of the century one interesting because I'm like, huh, what have we all been doing at, yeah. after we graduated college? We, I mean. We all moved to a city. Like I moved to a city. Yeah. You moved to it. I mean, you moved to a city. Like everyone moved to these cities. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden it's like everyone leaves, everyone moves out. And it's like, whoa, wait, where's my community? What happened? Yeah. Because I don't know that city life is, I mean, it's great for some people and it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I think if you can afford to have more space in the city, mm-hmm. it's like more livable. But I think when you're in these smaller yeah. apartments and you don't have a car, you don't have a life, it's like, you're going to leave. Eventually you're going to move away. Like you're going to love yeah. it for like I did for like, I don't know, 14 years, whatever. And then you're going to want to move out. So they were talking a lot about like, I think it's interesting that we all did that again, really like after, again, beginning of the early 2000s, like we all graduated high school, college, whatever. And then moved to the cities. Like there was, and now 20 years later, everyone's like moving away. Moving around. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm curious that sounds obviously that is like the right reasons it's happening it's a logical reason this is happening but I guess energetically or like why do you think this is happening again now like at this moment in time so like intuitively I feel that a lot of so I hate to blame social media so I'm not going to blame it on social media but (laughs) social media has you know driven this perfectionism Mm -hmm. mentality Mm-hmm. And perfection, the opposite of perfectionism, right? Or the or the natural like um, what's effect? I guess the natural effect of perfectionism is being very judgmental, right? Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that we've been sort of conditioned to be judgmental, and especially first and foremost on ourselves, right? Like we're oh, all yeah. our own worst inner critic. Like I'm not saying everyone's judging other people. I think we do it to ourselves a lot more. But as such, like if you're so hard and so judgy and so trying to be perfectionist on yourself, this is eventually going to trickle into other relationships yeah. where you start having these same, these same kind of unattainable and unrealistic yeah. standards, not only for yourself, like, and I'm talking about looks or appearance or making yeah. money or where you live, whatever, for other people. And then we start judging them for it or for lack thereof. Yeah. And we don't want to be associated with someone that doesn't believe, have a certain belief or want the same things we want. And then we do, we're really quick to have cancel culture around someone or a new friend or whatever. Right. So like intuitively, or maybe it's logically, I feel like you got to go back farther than like the pandemic, farther than like the last Mm -hmm. few years and look at like, okay, what, what's been happening over the past, like 10 to 15 years. And it's been the rise in social media, which is the rise in perfectionism, which is a rise in then judging and being critical, which then trickles into relationships. And Mm -hmm. I think we're being harsh sometimes on new friends. I guess this is not necessarily current friends, but on new friends or new relationships, which then makes it hard as people are moving or leaving or whatever to then make new friends. Therefore, the recession being as friends move away, it's hard to make new ones, right? Because you subconsciously have all these high, not even just expectations, but it's like, you know, high standards. 
it's almost like righteousness. Like you're very righteous with yourself. You're very righteous with others. And Mm -hmm. like, as these friends, friendships are changing, we're lonely because we're unwilling to accept that like somebody doesn't perfectly meet like our quote unquote standard or like align perfectly with what we believe or like Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so and because we're holding ourselves to such high standards right and making ourselves like because I do believe everything goes inward first it's like our outer reality or world reflects our inner beliefs and our the inner way and dialogue we have with ourselves right so like yes I, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I'm really harsh on myself, yeah. really like oh, yeah. constantly trying to better, like, and like in some yeah. ways it's great, but in other ways it's not so great. And yeah. then, yeah, I look around and it's as like, I have lots of friends, but they're like all scattered all yeah. over the country at the moment, which yeah. is fine. But it's then I'm like, oh yeah. Like, am I too quick to judge other people or even in dating? Yeah. Because I'm also very harsh and judgy on myself, you know? So yeah. Well, I think you know that even though I'm in Nashville and you're in Chicago, I would get on a plane for you anytime you needed me. Yes, of course. <laughs> Just clarifying that now. If you needed and me, ditto. I'd be like, you might not want and, me there, but I'd be there. Right. And same, ditto. Like it, we, it would all work out. We would make it work. We'd figure it out. Um, but that's um, the thing, right? It's like, it's those, it's those uh, like ride or die relationships. Yes. And then- yeah again, like, I feel like there's people leaving cities or moving and then not, or struggling with like making new friends or meeting new people or maintaining relationships that they've worked so hard to form. So then it just kind of like fizzles in some ways. And then again, hence the recession, right? It's not all at once. It's not like all immediate. It's like this, sometimes a slow trickle. Um, and then the other big thing, this women, women's health article mentioned was, um, pregnancy kids that Uh, I believe our generation, or I shouldn't say, I believe, you know, statistically, um, you know, our generation, Gen Z, whatever we're calling ourselves, millennials, Gen Z, we're having kids later. Right. So then we had all these friends, 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 and then they're having kids. And it's like, yeah. All these new moms are like, I feel so alone. Like, and there's not as many people having kids. I mean, this is me just speaking generally, but it just feels like there's not as many people having as many kids at the same time. So then you kind of feel like you're alone on this Island yeah. and it's like, well, who, yeah. you know, who's, who's going to hang out with me? Like I have this kid that I had to figure out or they're toting along and yeah, getting your head about it. And yeah, it it's gets different. It's different. It's totally yeah. different. And I was just talking to someone who's newly pregnant and she was like, I feel like as soon as I announced I was pregnant, all of my good friends disappeared. She's like, the baby's not even oh, here yet. And I already yeah. feel like, I already feel it. I already feel them yeah. pulling back because I can't drink. And that's, yeah. well, I mean, she could, but she's not going to drink because yeah. she's yeah. pregnant. You yeah. know, I mean, you can do what you want, but like, <laughs> I can't drink. And she's like, I are, she's like, my baby yeah. isn't even here yet. And I already feel my friends pulling away, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's yeah. crazy. No, it's interesting how that happens. Like I could see with pregnancy. Um, I know it happens with like chronic illness. Like I experience that. I hear that a lot from the community. Um, I think it happens illness, sometimes like death. even when you like get married, like or in mm-hmm. a serious relationship or, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's like, well, just because a piece of me is changing doesn't mean that, you know, everything has to change or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I want to go back to, to, what we were talking about, about how we are our own biggest critics and we become very critical of other people, especially in relation to social media, because it kind of triggered the thought, like, 
being behind screens all the time, I think has made it very, very easy to be critical of others and tell them that you're critical of them. Like I even think about myself on social media and how like mean people can be or like how quick people are to like comment something rude or like be really harsh about things where it's like, well, it doesn't really matter. Like it's like an Instagram recipe or like, you know what I mean? Like, but we're just so quick to do that to other people that I think it also makes us harsher on ourselves or it makes us realize things that like wouldn't have crossed our minds before. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like and- maybe somebody, sorry, go ahead. I was thinking, and you're right. I don't know if it's that we're being judged by others. And then we start getting hard on ourselves yeah. via social media, yeah. or if it's, we're being hard on ourselves and then it's now reflecting back in social media. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a chicken and the egg, right? Like which one came yeah. first? I don't know. I don't, I really don't know truly, Yeah. but it's there. It's, you know, it's definitely happening. Oh my God. It's definitely there. Um, I'm curious too, is there anything as we like go through this friendship recession that you think we're like replacing that feeling with or like filling that void with? I mean, I think it's fairly obvious. I think it's shopping and like consumerism, you know, like, yeah, it feels like people are like, you know, and maybe that's where subconsciously that's what's happening like in society is we're missing something and so we feel like this trip or this outfit or this thing or this poem or this book I don't know whatever is going to fill that void yeah totally so I don't think there's a lot of what I was gonna say it's easier like now more than ever before to to like hit order or like Mm -hmm. Jim I mean and have that, like, I've seen a lot of conversation recently, and maybe this is another episode to explore, but um, about these, like, superficial, like, dopamine hits we give ourselves, basically. Mm-hmm. I think that we do that through shopping, too, or, like, yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever your vice of choice is. Um, mm-hmm. But I, can't, I wish I could remember what the book is now. I was just reading about this book where it's basically about this, and it's, like, eight steps to like recalibrate like your correct like how your dopamine should be processing do you know what I mean versus like being like oh click or like whatever post a photo get the likes like have that high for a little bit and then like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but yeah I guess it's the same for this yeah which in my head you know makes me think not that there's a true barrier to it, but it's almost like what incentive do companies have to helping us feel more community and connection Yeah. if the opposite effect is causing us to shop and buy more, which is raising yeah. their profits. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't definitely know. don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's interesting too, because even from like the PR side of things, like something that I do for a lot of clients is help them, you know, create these communities, whether it's patient communities, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, so that like those consumers can kind of connect, but still like centered around the brand. So I feel like even when they do it, it's like, yes, there's this positive side to it because you're bringing, you know, 
people together, you're creating conversation, you're giving resources that maybe people wouldn't have already had. But like on the other hand of it, it's like you're doing it in like a very controlled way um, where the brand is like still front and center. So it is an interesting thing to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm curious too, as we like move forward, like I guess into this friendship recession or how it's happening, this is something I explored a lot like internally when we moved to Nashville um, and I like had to make friends again and like build a community and all these things. But like, I guess, how do you build a community on your own terms? Or like, how do you bring the people that you want in your life, like into your life, you know? Well, how did you do it since you just went through it? Um, I, number one, just got involved in things that I was interested in. Like I went to events, I started volunteering with like a charity, I um, started Pilates, like I just kind of got involved. And like, I mean, I don't have like a million friends here, but I also have never been that type of person to like, have like, you know, 20 best friends. So I got really lucky that I, I would say in each like activity that I got involved in, I met like one person where it just was like, it really resonated like pretty immediately. And then it was just kind of a matter of like maintaining those relationships. For me, I think what I struggle with sometimes is like, this is like a totally different subject, but like old identity versus new identity, because my friends that I've met here, like, don't know, like the Lyme side of me or like, so when I go Mm -hmm. through these ups and downs, it's a little bit more difficult to maintain. Cause like you get that response of like, Oh, well just come to dinner. It's just one night you can get, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, well, no, like, that's not how it works. Like I'm profusely vomiting or like whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) but like, they don't know the way like you do, or like Elise would that like when I'm down, like I'm down. Um, so it's just navigating it in a different way, but like we were talking about earlier, like no relationship is perfect and it just takes time, you know, to understand each other. But yeah, for me, it was really just like not being afraid to go to things alone and get involved with things. And, you know, like, I think we get, we've gotten really comfortable over time. Like, like if not you particularly, cause I think we're very similar in that we can go to things alone and be totally fine. But like, it's like that concept of like, oh, well, I'll go, I'll only go if you go or like whatever. And it's like, well, no, sometimes like you have to put yourself out there and like, if it works great. And if it doesn't work, like that's fine too. On to the next, you know, thing. So. Yeah. I also think like, this is a sidebar, but maybe because real estate's top of mind right now, because I'm looking for a place <laughs> to live. But anyways, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I guess someone older would have to answer this, but what happened to people being friends with neighbors? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. cause like when, how did you meet people in school? Right. Like when you first got to college, yeah. if you went to college, when you first, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people did, you know, or at least tried it out. Even yeah. if you didn't, if you didn't love it. Um, but when you got to college, like, I remember like my first year was friends with everybody in my dorm on the yeah. floor, or, like just above, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like neighbors, like you make friends with your neighbors or in class, but honestly it was more the people in my dorm, like room Nate, that yeah. we all went out together versus like people in class. I mean, I did eventually meet yeah. people in classes and stuff, but so I'm like, okay, now what are we doing? Well, we're all living, but like, nobody, like, yeah. I literally know one of my neighbors and I've lived here for <laughs> seven or eight months. I see no one, like yeah. not a soul. Like, so I'm like, what happened to like 
neighbors or block parties or like hanging out. Yeah. Like, was that a thing? Does anyone do that anymore? Like, you know, I will say, I wonder if in cities like Nashville, where it's more like new people are coming in, if it's different, because we are very friendly with some of our neighbors and like, they do a lot of, not necessarily on our street, cause we live on a really busy street, but like they do block parties and they do barbecues okay. and they, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I'd be curious if like in communities like this, it's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, even like when we were in Chicago, like it really wasn't until the pandemic, ironically, that like we started seeing and like became friendly with our neighbors. Cause like you could sit outside and yell at each other and like, you didn't have to be near each other, but literally Correct. for like the years before that, like nobody came over and said, hi, like, no, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we literally didn't know anybody. So yeah. But yeah, like, I definitely feel that. And I do feel that while kids may be isolating in the beginning, I feel like when they do start to go to school, then you start seeing the same parents or, you know, the kids yes. become friends and you become friends. And so I do think that that's an avenue of meeting people as adults or in your thirties and forties, you know, as well in the, in the future. Um, but it's tough when they're first like newborn babies and stuff, but these are the things where I'm just like, what is happening? Like, why is nobody Yeah. And I also think it's so, I mean, maybe it's because of the type of buildings that I love and where I live, but there is a wide, uh, how do I put this range and age of people where I live? Yes. Like, yeah. I think I'm the youngest person in my building by decades. <laughs> I mean, decades, which is fine. <laughs> but like, I just, I find it interesting. I'm like, okay, where, like, where does everybody live? Like, I just, I can't yeah. figure it out. So I don't know. These are the things yeah, like, that I think that about. I don't know. I don't know either, but where these are the, are the things peeps? that I think about. Like, where are the peeps? Where are the peeps? Show us the peeps. But it's interesting because, like, when I grew up, I remember when I was younger, like, on our streets with my parents, like, there were a bunch of kids all the same age, which means our parents are probably all around the same age. And then, again, I've lived in cities. But, like, nowadays, I'm like, like, I don't see anyone my age anywhere on my block. I mean, I'm sure there are. But, like, rarely, rarely, like, my whole block. Nobody walking dogs, nobody getting huh. in another car, like nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, where do where these people? people? Yeah, it's just interesting. But these are the things like you can't ask real estate. Like you can't ask people. You can't ask, like God forbid you ask who all, what age range lives in the building when you're yeah. looking for a place. Like, but I'm like, yeah. maybe you should be asking those questions. Sorry, that's my sidebar soapbox. I'm going to get off it now. No, I think we should be. Well, because like, if you want to go somewhere where you're going to meet people and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I think that's a valid question. Um, yeah, but I think it's illegal. I'm sure maybe some real estate person can tell us. I should probably text my sister. She's a realtor and ask her. I don't know. Cause I just think about like my parents. So like when we relocated to Nashville, my parents moved into the same neighborhood as us and like, it was fine for them, but it's a much younger age demographic. Um, yeah. And people in like, you know, thirties, early forties, whatever. And my parents are in their sixties and for them, it just wasn't like the best fit. So they left yeah. and they, you know, went to a neighborhood where now like they've become really friendly with like, with their neighbors yeah. and like with the yeah. people around them. And like, so I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking like, what's the age demographic like of the neighborhood or like, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure it's illegal. To ask isn't what the that, age what, demographic that, of a neighborhood is? I mean, maybe not the neighborhood. I try and get specific and be like, what's going on in this building? And I'm pretty sure. That's oh. <laughs> Give me the median age. I'm just yeah, I need to know. Um, I need to know. 
Yeah. I mean, it could be too, like, if you are relocating, you are lonely or looking to move or like, whatever it is. Um, Like one of the reasons we really liked this area was like, we knew there was a Soho house going in. There's a lot of like tech companies, like tech money over here. Like there just were certain things where we were like, okay, we feel like this would be a good, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. fit. But, Speaking of I mean, that, I do feel like membership things are like the way of the future and probably like, you know, yeah. like the country clubs of our like parents' yeah. age and whatever is going to be like membership or like wellness spaces yeah. or like Soho's totally. of the future. I just don't yeah. think there's enough of, uh, I, mean, I shouldn't say that. I just don't know there's enough of them around just yet. Yeah. Um, and even then I feel like it's a little bit individualized yeah. unless they're, oh, they're really big yeah. on like events and things like that yeah. for the community. So I don't know. Yeah. And it is a good way, like if there is something like that in your area, it is a good way to meet people. I will say, depending on what it is, it can be a little bit clicky, um, but yeah. it's just oh, kind of sure. making it your own and like saying, well, I don't really want to be a part of that. But like, there's all, yeah. you know, these are 500 people I can talk to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think um, you can get that anywhere, though. I think you can get. Yeah, totally. This, yeah. Yeah. Anywhere. So. Um, I think too, and I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but in relation to like the friendship recession, how critical we are, all of these things, I think there's a big like divisiveness. Just generally, we're a very divided population, which makes things challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, there's something I wanted to say around this and now I can't, my brain is not putting it together but maybe I'll remember eventually well it's very I feel like we've uh the last few years even before the pandemic even since like yeah. I'd say like I mean only back it's, to 2016. it's been a while I would say 2016 is when I really started noticing it um with politics like being very divisive and then yeah. you yeah. know just like how people view the world and then but it's like I feel like again we're quick to judge or quick to be like well yeah. can't be friends with you or like what well, it's not gonna work yeah. out if you're this and I'm this, um, which is another thing I feel like, I, again, I don't know necessarily like when this all started, but I channeled this a lot during the pandemic about identities yeah, and how much we hang mm-hmm. on to these identities. Like I'm this yeah. political party. I, you're that. I'm the religion. You're that. Like yeah. we really have gotten yeah. like very, um, like attached to our identities and they're just labels that we put on temporarily as souls to see how it works. You know, they, we don't need to, and they're, by the way, we're allowed to change them, but I feel like we don't allow that a lot for ourselves or for others. And then, yeah, it becomes very like divisive and, um, again, not that, go ahead. I would say the irony of it too, is that like, it just as a general, like society, excuse me society and population we're stronger when we're together and we're not divided Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we have less say in things when there is a divisive culture you know overall so Mm -hmm. I just don't know these are things I think about like I don't know when we got to when did social media get to the point where it feels like it's making people feel more alone than more connected? Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. always been that way, but I don't remember that. Like in Facebook age, like when college, I'm dating myself. I remember being like, everyone posting their photos and it was so yeah. fun. And everyone was like tagging and commenting. And I was like, oh my God. And like you reminiscing. And it was like fun. I mean, at least it was yeah. kind of fun at one point for me. 
but now it just does not feel that way. I don't know when yeah. the switch happened. I don't, I mean, I use Facebook anymore, yeah. but like, I don't know when the switch happened, but it did. And yeah. it's just oh, totally. weird. I think there's weird... this whole subculture of Instagram where, you know, it's people's highlight reel of their lives. And like, we're only comparing like our life versus like the tippity top moments you know of other perfect again the perfect moments of someone else's life it's that perfectionism yeah um and I think there's also this other subculture of like there's certain influencers I know that like literally will not respond to a single comment on their page like they just think they're too good for it like whatever it is like um, but I think there's this whole subculture of like, oh, I'm up here and like, you're down here and like, you follow me for a reason or like, whatever it is. And it's like, well, when you're trying to relate to somebody and like find community, it doesn't make you feel very good, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. and keeping in mind that when you're on social media, number one, nobody's life is actually perfect. Um, and number two, not everyone behaves nicely and it has nothing to do with you like it's I personally I view that as like their own internal problem so yeah I also think it's like um I feel like it's across like all what's I'm looking for um not just ages but uh like wealth I guess maybe is a word yeah because I was reading Prince Harry's book I haven't finished yet so no there's no not many spoils on here in this one I'm about to say but in one of the articles, I skipped ahead to one of the chapters and he was talking about how before he met Megan, he was like not going out. He was pretty lonely. Yeah. He didn't, I mean, he had yeah. friends, but not a lot of friends. I realized his yeah. circumstances are different because he's, you know, like very uh, yeah. wealthy and also a yeah. very, like has to be careful about who he lets in. But still, yeah. I was just like, whoa, that is not how I pictured his life. Yeah. Like, I just thought like he was constantly doing things and constantly being social and constantly going out. And to read that in his book where he was like, no, I literally was like alone most days of the week all the time. I was like, yeah, it's sad. And I was like, whoa, but I'm like, wait a minute. That's not much different for me some days or some weeks. It's like, it's crazy. So yeah, no, no. My point in just bringing up is like, I just feel like I I feel like everyone's going through it or has been through it, but no one's talking about it. So that's why I wanted to do this podcast today being like, you're not alone. A lot no. of people are going through this. I mean, I got so many yeah. responses when I posted this little reel from Mom Medicine. Like, so many, like, oh my God, thank yeah. God you're saying something. I thought I, something was wrong with me, blah, blah. I'm like, there's something wrong with you. Like, yeah. this is everybody. But now yeah. we just need to recognize this. And again, I don't know, I don't have all the solutions besides I love the suggestions that you gave and um, just doing a workout or a class or like, yeah. you know, trying something new or picking up a new hobby. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you like doing something and someone else likes doing something, chances are you have other things in common that you would like doing more things together. And that's just kind of where you have to start. Yeah. I think it's that, um, having the frame of mind too, like for me, at least, like if I start talking to somebody or I meet somebody and then I reach out and I'm like, do you want to have coffee or drink or whatever? And like, they don't have time or they say no, like, that's fine. Then it's not in resonance with me then there's a reason that like, it's not aligned and like, you know, that's okay. But like most of the time I think people are going to say yes, you know? Mm -hmm. So not being afraid to like put yourself out there. Um, cause you never know, you know, I, I, I feel like I 
didn't really meet like my forever friends until I was an adult, you know? So, um, it's like that episode we did. I'll have to find it. I think we did it during the pandemic about how our friendships evolve and they change and, you know, we're, we're not meant to be the same people forever and certain friendships were not meant to be in them forever. And like, that's okay. And there's not anything wrong with that. So yeah, totally. Um, is there anything that you think we, we missed on this or that you've been feeling with the friendship recession? Mm, no, I think the only other thing I would say is just like, um, I believe a lot in manifesting, right? So like, what is it that you're looking for in terms of like community, like do a little manifest, like sit, sitting down a little bit and seeing yeah. like, what types of things are you looking for? Like what types of, yeah. um, what would make you feel comfortable? What would make you feel like, what is it that would make you feel less alone or less lonely that you are need in a friend or need in a friendship? And not that you need to like the first time you meet someone like blurt all that out, but just having an intention in your mind of what it is that you're looking for. Yeah. I think can be really powerful and really helpful because I mean, manifesting one-on-one, you got to, ha- what, yeah. what do you want? Why do you want yeah. it? You know what I mean? Like, so how like, do you want to feel? Friends, yeah. How do you want to yeah. feel? So even with like friendships and communities, like, okay, what are you looking for? How do you want to feel yeah. like that kind of thing? And then just seeing what shows up too. I mean, you have to get out of the house and like do things too, yeah. but then just seeing, what shows up, but I think, um, sometimes we're people are like struggling with that even like, what, yeah. what does that look like? Um, and I also think the, la- the last thing I'll add is that like part of the friendship recession feels like people returning to family, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people out there whose friendships are their family. Yeah. And yeah, that makes it even harder when you lose a friend, someone that you feel is like yeah. family. And I shouldn't say lose, but let's just say, again, it's a recession, right? Maybe they slowly, they move away or they slowly, you just, they have a kid and you don't, or you get married and they aren't or whatever yeah. it is, right? Where it's slowly just, you're kind of doing different things on different schedules, different days of the week and you see each other less, but that person previously felt like a family member. It's, it's yeah. tough. It's like really, really tough. Yeah. And so I think that's also why this friendship recession that we've had over the past few years or whatever decade yeah. feels even harder than maybe ones in the past. Yeah. Like I was talking about in like the 1930s and the turn of the century in the 1900s, because like our friends are our family. So yeah, it's like, you're losing family. And I think that's hard. And you yeah. basically trying to replace that, which is tough. And I think it takes yeah. time. So just giving yourself like time and grace. But. Yeah. Giving yourself grace is always good. And family um, looks like all different types of things. Friendships looks like yeah. all different types of things. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay if that's the case where your friends are your family. Um, but then you just have to, I don't want to say communicate that, but just know yeah. that about yourself and continue to like seek that. There are definitely it's other your, people who want that too. It's your chosen family. Yeah, exactly. That's what Which is just you. as good. Um <laughs> Well, if you have any thoughts around this, let us know. I've really loved lately after our episodes, we get like an influx of DMs with like thoughts from people. And it's always really interesting to read. And I think it makes us not just ponder, you know, what we've talked about, but also, you know, other thoughts around it and other viewpoints, which is nice. Um, 
we are going to be doing a speaking about community and connecting. We're going to do either like a live or a Zoom for the slightly spiritual community soon. Um, definitely want to bring people back together. So we will share that um, when we put this episode out so you can save it and join us. Um, yeah, as always, questions, comments, um, topic ideas, guest subject ideas are always welcome. Um, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>